So we're sitting at six and one, and we have um, Grand Valley come to town. You said this was the homecoming game? This was the homecoming game. Okay, so we, we have Grand Valley come to town. This is a, this is a team that ended eight and two, um, and we, we get the W by way of 35 to 12. Uh, just another solid outing on the ground where we rack up almost 30 minutes of ball control time of possession. And uh, we go over that 350 uh, marker on the ground again. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a game that we had circled from the year before. Uh, we actually had them for homecoming at home two years in a row. Oh, wow. So the year before, um, we dropped the homecoming game, and I just remember being at the homecoming dance and just not being able to think straight. Like, I could not think straight at all. This kid had had the game of a lifetime on us. It was number 73. I don't – I think it was number 73 or something like that. I don't, I don't know where he came from, what he did, but – from a defensive line spot, he had like a fumble recovery, an interception, like a couple sacks. Like he just really was a game wrecker. And I just remember that being one of my worst film sessions uh, that I had to endure. Um, and I, I, I had that Grand Valley game circle because I, I, I took that matchup personally that game with that kid i don't even remember i don't sure. i don't remember what his name was so following that homecoming victory uh we head out on the road over to kirtland and uh, like you had said leading up to this senior matchup against them we had had some some really tough goes against them they were kind of the, the perennial uh cvc small division uh, favorites most years and uh, we went over there and Oh, I'm saying I got I actually got playing dealer prayer a week after that Grand Valley game. Did you? I did. Dude, so that's that's two times in the regular season that our offensive linemen had player of the week honors. That is that I, I got playing dealer uh once, Wes got it once, and he got News Herald. News Herald also. That is not a common feat for a lineman to get that, Not, let alone two different guys get yeah. recognized three different weeks. That's pretty, that's superb. Yeah, that was awesome. And that was. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Thanks for adding that in. That is, that's big, man. That's big, man. And uh, I remember your dad coming up to me. He said, you know, I've been putting you in for, for the last couple of weeks or whatever, but he's just like, you know, it was just the ultimate recognition to me. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was just the ultimate recognition, man, just cause, you know, I was, I was a little disappointed by not being voted team captain. Um, and I felt like I had, I had some personal things to work on, um, because of that, you know, I felt like that injury my junior year kind of slowed me down a lot and, you know, I felt like it was received by my teammates as it was a lack of work ethic maybe on my part as to why we didn't ball like we were supposed to my junior year. And as, as a result of that, I felt like they didn't place that confidence in me to be one of the team leaders. Um, as far as from that captain thing, from that captain uh, role. But um, what I will say is that it absolutely fired me up and it made me want to be a star in my role. It made uh, find ways to, you know, have that leadership influence with my teammates. And I just appreciate those captains still giving me my own lane to kind of impact the team and kind of be that vocal leader. Because uh, I was kind of like a hype man, man. You know, they let me talk to the guys before we ran out and kind of, you know, do do my who's house, Hawk's house, and how y'all feel fired up kind of a call and response and, one of the they, originals, right? Yeah, man. They that that carved that that was the original. I mean, they they carved that space out for me. And uh 
I'm so thankful for for Pat and Arun and Matt and Wes for doing that for me because they didn't have to um, from from where they were. And uh, yeah, they, they still let me be me, man. And, and I appreciate them for that. You know, and I'm glad you I'm glad you shared that, Jason, because it it, it is there. There is a level of like, oh, man, I was really I was really hoping that I was going to be elected as one of the captains and you you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so there there is a moment where you kind of feel like, hey, why? Yeah. But then for you to still be that leader, you're not holding that captain leadership position, but that doesn't mean leadership I'm- stops. That doesn't mean that your voice is now less strong. You have those moments and you have that defined role that your um, classmates help you and build you up for. And uh, you're, you're the lifeblood energy of this team. I mean, I'm talking all in, Dan. I mean, I was, you know, like I said, on top of caddy and parent summer league in the summer, like I, I was working at the Hawks nest with, with Deej, with coach Rodriguez. Nice. There's Just a long so- line of us, of uh, quality football players who have uh, put, who put their time in for the uh, purchasing, uh, position with coach Rodriguez and helping with uh, loading those boxes and shipping them around campus. Hands on it. That's how much of a (laughs) a stand of hawking I was, you know, like I just, I I just wanted to have my hands on stuff, man. I just got off on ordering the books and the supplies and, you know, all the paraphernalia and getting all the, like telling my dad, Oh, we got some new hats. You got that Hawks nest is going to be good this year. You know what I'm saying? Like we got some stuff in, you know, and you know, getting you know first dibs at the. Oh, you're you're getting the sneak peek. Yeah, you're getting a sneak peek at the equipment, and you know that summer, (laughs) I re we repainted the field house, man. Like I mean, all still see the initials underneath, man. There they are. They are all in on hawking football, man. All things hawking, like I was all for it. So it did, like you know. It was something that I really wanted, but, you know, I didn't get it. So I had to figure out how to still have an impact from where I was at, you know? Yeah, for sure. So with that win over at Kirtland, uh, it secures the conference title, something that uh, we were we were setting our eyes on, you and your uh, teammates, rest of the team uh, and staff. And uh, so we go into that week 10 matchup against Newberry, knowing that the, the playoffs were, were getting close uh, with that final, that final check on the road against Newberry. And uh, we go over there and uh, Roth puts up 233 on seven carries. Say that one more time for the people in the back. 233 on the ground, seven carries, seven seven touches, seven touches. And let me tell you, it only would have been six, but Newberry (laughs) ran a triple reverse option throwback with on our second team. And it absolutely pissed your dad off. It's not a lot that can get under his skin when we're up like that. But that got under your dad's skin. And when I tell you he called for the starters, I mean, I almost missed it. I almost missed it. I I ran in there like I had my shoulder pads completely off. I remember scrambling, trying to find my helmet, my shoulder pads. I didn't even strap my shoulder pads up. They were just on. Um, And we ran that last play, that seventh carry, and it went for like 52 or whatever it was. And he scored again, you know, and – you know, that was your dad's way of saying, like, stop with the trickery. Like, it's our second team. Like, let's go out with some class, you know. But it was a uh, lesson learned for Newberry real quick. <laughs> so so four of the seven touches for Roth went to the house. Uh, in addition to those those four rushing touchdowns, he also had a punt return of 67 yards. Uh, so, okay, so wait. Was that four it, touchdowns, Bill? That's four on the ground, and then you add the 67-yard punt return. Four touchdown. Four touchdown. So that's two thirty seven for 233 and five touchdowns. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. 
That's not bad. That's that's, that's not bad at all. And so Pat, like the Russian title for the area. Yeah. He had that night. Pat Murphy ends up getting in the end zone on a short run. Greg Guyron, 47 yard run. Oh man. I wonder if that was a little counter action back to the slot or something there. It probably was. Jeff Beck, as I uh, as I had the chance to talk to him during his episode, that was his first varsity field goal. Drills run from drills run from forty, yeah. And so uh, a lot of guys getting their name in the stat sheet that night, and so we're sitting there um, with it just a. Uh, a solid regular season of nine and one looking to see who that first matchup of week 11 is going to be postseason. So special to any, uh, any players out there who have had the privilege to be able to play in the postseason. It is, uh, it, it, it's hard to describe unless you've done it. Um, it just takes something that is already so special and just adds to it in ways that, you can't sort of appreciate until you get to walk through it. Right. Yeah. And this is the first year, your senior year. This is the first year where the state decides higher seed first round gets to host. And we were one of those top four seeds. So for the first time uh, we get to host and we got a school called Columbiana Crestview coming to town a team that was eight and two coming in and, uh, Interested to hear your thoughts going into it, leading up to it, and then the actual game. But a twenty-eight to fourteen victory, um, one that was not quite that close. They got one on the end on the end on us. It was twenty-eight-seven, um, but the running attack once again just uh, hitching our wagon to the guys up front and just uh, running to victory and getting that victory uh, week eleven. So this game was so important to me um, for a number of reasons. One, it's our first time in the playoffs. Um, You know, we reached that goal for the first time in our football careers. Um, First time the program has returned since, you said, 93? Correct. Since 93. Um, so it's ending a seven year drought at that point, uh, you know, just having the the expectations on us to, to go forward. We've been dominating as a unit this, this whole time, but, uh, the school that we drew, man, I, I just remember, man, you know, I got approached by a lot of coaches, coaches that, that week, um, you know, making sure that I kept my head in the, in the right place. Um, just, you know, they, I just remember them coming up with their Confederate flags and, uh, black and yellow versions of them. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were the rebels or whatnot, but you know, they were, they were just saying, you know, don't do anything stupid. If they call you anything, you know, you got to be smart. We can't afford to get you thrown out, you know, because, um, you know, they're probably going to test you a little bit. They're they're a little different down there. I just I just remember. I mean, I remember top talking to me. I remember I remember Coach Grease talking to me. I remember Coach Walton talking to me, Coach Moses talking to me, Coach Rodriguez talking to me. Like, you know, just making sure that I kept my head because, you know, they just they just didn't know what this team was going to be on when they came up here. And, uh, you know, us being Hawking and being all about the fair play and stuff like that, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we we kept our heads and did it with class and tried to drown out all the noise. But, yeah, I was it, it, it meant something to me just just because of what they were representing, so to speak. And uh Yeah, for sure. And uh yeah, that, that game meant meant a lot to me. Running running our running our plan of attack, going for over three fifty. Um that's all great. Winning at home, that's great. Sending that 
I mean, that must have been like the majority of their town that came up because they just caravaned in. They did. They had the loud trucks and the bullhorns. Yeah. Rhetoric flags. And I just remember I used to just pace outside of the field house. And I used to watch the teams get off the bus or whatever. And they used to have to walk right past me. I just I would be pacing. I wouldn't be saying anything. I'd be like a pit. Yeah. Just just pacing and I just remember like I don't know I was just emotionally charged up that game I just remember having like those just tears well well welt up in my eyes just getting ready to play that game just because it just it just meant more to me it was just a, a heavier game to me so um yeah that was that was a special one that was a special one for me yeah, for sure. And uh, that was that's uh, one of the more memorable uh, moments in program history is having that home contest and doing what we did against a pretty good team, but showing them uh, how much better we were. Did we and go for almost 400 again? We were just below it. Yeah, we were okay. just below it. Um, so we're moving on to week uh, 12. And now we go to the neutral site of Chardon High School and we draw a, uh, a very talented, uh, good team up front, a lot of weapons, touching the rock in Chanel High School, um, one in which we go in there. And uh, we, we, we knew they were a very good team. There's no doubt about that. It's not looking past or anything like that. Um, they were, they were tough up front. They were tough up front and, uh, we just, we couldn't get our things going. I'm still not over this game, Dan. I hear you. Still not over this game, brother. It's, it's probably the only high school football game of mine that I have not had the stomach to watch. Yeah. There Um, are those games for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I remember it like the back of my hand. Um, I'm going to just run down this list here. Tony Franklin. UVA. Starting safety UVA. Derek Bell. Starting safety Ohio University. Kevin Hugenboom, who was the best linebacker I've ever played against, ended up. That kid was tough as nails. Tough as nails, ended up. Wrestling for Mercyhurst. Uh, Dante Sanders. Wisconsin, right? Starting linebacker, Wisconsin. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to see that twice. Uh, Jamel Lee, Youngstown State. Ron, Ron Rock Johnson, running back linebacker, Kentucky. Jason Perry, Youngstown State. Pat Walker, Youngstown State, John Foster, Youngstown State, Mark Zoranic, Baldwin Wallace, Evan Shaw, who was first team all Ohio that year and the year after. He had 18 sacks that year. He had a full ride to Florida, but he didn't have a grade. Uh this is a D5 school, Jason. This is a D5 school. This is a D5 school that you're talking about right now. Who also beat Avon Lake the next year, if I'm not mistaken, who won D3, right? Yeah, that, uh, that the, uh, <laughs> the 2000 and 2001 Chanel teams were lights out, man. Alan Delita, Mercyhurst. Uh, Michael Collins, Case. Yeah, for the listeners, this is still one roster right here. This is one roster, guys. <laughs> uh, T. Terry. I'm not sure where he went, but he was second team, All-State that year. Uh, Justin Tanner went to Gannon. And then you have Kyle Hoogenboom, who was their safety, who was first team All-Ohio. Uh, younger brother of Kevin. Yep. Uh yeah, just that was one team, man. And uh, they played a 52 bare front. They covered every down offensive lineman. 
Uh, and they just submarined us, man. They just tried to take our legs out, stand us up, and let their speed and physicality get to the ball, man. They had it out for Roth. Um, him and Derek Bell, that was a very personal game for, for Roth. Him and Derek Bell played together at Roxbury. Um, so that was – they were kind of looking forward to going against each other. Um, yeah, and I, I just remember us not being able to move the ball. I don't know if they held us to, what, like 40 yards? Um, well, we had been averaging over 300 heading in, and uh, it was, it was uh, 49 on the ground. I've never seen anything like that, man. Like their game plan was just so much better than ours. They they answered that bell. Roski, Coach Roski, had those guys fired up and up to the challenge of stopping our strength, which was our rushing attack. And they had some big boys. They had some speed. And I mean, all those names I just named and where they ended up playing collegiately, like that's one roster, like. And that team, like you said, the 2000-2001, that team, my senior year, only had like five seniors, six seniors. So they were basically reloaded the next year when they went to go 15-0 and and won that state championship. Mm-hmm. And this is after they lose Bam Childress. I didn't even say that. Who was Mr. Ohio, Mr. Football, uh, the year before. <laughs> So, I mean, I just – I can't say enough about Chanel. Um, they went I, fishing, and they pulled in some big fish out of that they, school. They went fishing, man. And uh, I worked at the Southeast YMCA as a lifeguard, which was right next door in Bedford. So I knew a lot of those kids. Um was a lifeguard over there. So going back to my swimming background. <laughs> and, Jason, to think that this team – of theirs came up short and did not win back-to-back state titles. I mean, that's Who they lose to Amanda Clear Creek. Amanda Clear Creek. Yep, that is right. They lost twenty-one I, to I, ten. They got held to ten yard, uh, ten points. That's crazy. And that's crazy because and then I they give up twenty-one. And it pissed me off because I wanted to lose to the state champs. You know, I didn't want to lose to the runners-up. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't believe they lost that game. And I hats off to Amanda Clear Creek because. That was the best team I've ever faced, man. Not that it was, yeah, not that it was, you know, something we talked about, but I mean, you leave Chardon High School that night and you're like, that team's going to win the rest of their matchups. You don't see a Division Five team being able to do that. And so they win another one, they win another one. And, you know, you're like, yep, this is, this is kind of what we thought they were going to do. And then they lose 21 to 10 uh, three weeks later or whatever. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? Seriously, seriously, that one, that one was hard to stomach. Um, I remember, let's see, things I remember about that game. I remember the first play of the game. I think Zoranic got the best of me. I didn't realize how strong he was. He was a really accomplished wrestler as well. So he was tough down there. I had a, uh, it's funny, one of my best friends from Hampton and Fraternity Brothers, he was a freshman on that Chanel team. Uh, so I, I got a lot of this information from them, but, you know, he was one of their strongest kids, benching well over 450 as a junior. Like, he pancaked me on that first play. Like, it was like, hello. And they ran that ISO, Derek Bell, right up the middle to the house, you know. Yeah. And like I said, they they weren't they didn't even have Rob Johnson that game who went to Kentucky. They they started their backup fullback. So they didn't they weren't even at full strength and they did this to us, man. So it, it it's just that team was so talented. I remember that run. I remember Tony Franklin having a ridiculous run. He was running from sideline to sideline. He must have had like 200 yards on this one run but it it maybe went for like 20 but like we just could not catch this kid it was so tiring trying to catch him he was special uh and then the long pass to to Dante Sanders uh 
poor Greg Guyron at five 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 six is trying to cover this starting linebacker at Wisconsin. You know, it's just it's hard, man. That was that was hard. They were they were talented, man. So uh, hats hats off to them. Um, like I said, a game that uh, I I try and forget. I felt like I played half of it concussed. Um, hardest hit I've ever received. I know you're probably going to ask that two minute maybe uh, coming up, but I, I feel like it came from from that game. Um, get down. So, yeah, just hard game. So, so the season comes to an end, and uh, you walk through that line, you shake their hands, and we head over to our end zone. Uh, explain what that's like to know that all of that build up the mental and physical work that goes into having the type of season that we had and then knowing that ultimately uh, that's the last time that you will be on that field uh, with your with your teammates and your brothers. I was uh, – it's one of those times I was inconsolable, man. Like, I didn't even have the words – uh, realizing that that was going to be the last time that I was in the trenches with them, putting on that uniform, uh, all the work that we had put in as a collective unit to prepare for that year, that season, uh, the special run that we had had going nine and one and making it to the playoffs, ending that seven year drought, uh, setting a school record yards on the ground behind that offensive line it's just special man and it it, it hurt because uh we definitely thought we could make a run at that thing uh we didn't really think it was anybody that could stop us but uh yeah that that chanel game was very humbling man they were just better they were just better and uh i i remember us uh I think we run the spread package. We went into a spread package and tried to like spread them out and get all those linemen out of there and try and confuse them up. And we, we got a couple, couple big plays off of it, but it just thawed out. We didn't score off of it, but um, yeah, just the game plan that they came up with. They, they had like, they had to have like 10 guys. Like I'm pretty sure Kyle Hoogenboom was playing up on the line and, all the linebackers. They were showing their linebackers and yeah. It was it was just it was like, hey, we know what you guys are gonna do. <laughs> so we're gonna aim to stop that. They were basically pretty much daring us to throw it. And we hadn't really been put in that predicament all year. So it was uh tough for us to navigate for sure. You know, I mean you you come across uh someone that's better than you, right? Yeah. And you you guys were phenomenal, had a great season, and uh, just shows in sports, man. At some point, you're going to come across someone who uh, can either match that talent or is close to matching that talent and has the scheme. Uh, that was a special team uh, that, unfortunately, uh, we had to come across there. Special, special team, man. Special team. So that is a uh, a senior season where you and the uh, entire offense had over thirty five hundred rushing yards. That is a uh, that is a program record for number of rushing yards in a in a season. And uh, Jason is holding hold that up one more time. Jason's holding up uh, his shirt that he wore under his pads all the time, and uh, it is about looks like fourteen to sixteen offensive plays on the back starting with 26 power in the top left corner and just listing the plays all the way through 25 dive at the bottom of the right column front says just plain nasty sleeves been gone for a while uh <laughs> i'll have to uh i'll have to take a little snap of that and make sure to include that in the uh in the posting of this episode but uh you still have that. That's awesome. The bottle of Miss Buttersworth, baby. Yeah, the Mrs. Buttersworth up in the uh, 
of in the front uh, of that yeah. as well. Yeah, we were we were definitely diving for pancakes. So uh, that was that was the goal, man. Uh, it was the goal and it was achieved that, you know, people set goals, set markers, and uh, they have, they don't have the drive to work to get to them, or they just set ones that are loftier than they're able to get to. You guys set a lofty goal um, and you guys put in the work, you did work and you got, you got to pretty much all of them, but uh, fantastic 2000 season for, you and the rest of uh, your classmates and the team. Uh, one that, while well, that that game out at Chardon against Chanel High School in the twelfth week really feels bad, and all these years later, man, and it still feels like it was recent, right? It does, man. It's, I, I feel like I'm on the couch somewhere, like getting this off my chest for like the first time. This has been kind of therapeutic because I've been holding on to this for the better part of 21 years at this point. So it feels good to finally talk about it and kind of get it off, man. Cause yeah, that one. And, ja and Jason, so it hurts, it stings, but like, it just, it shows the power of sport and it shows the power yeah. of being a part of that Hawking football program as well. For sure. For sure. So that's that senior season campaign of 10 and two, one in which we went to week 12 uh fantastic uh memories there thanks for bringing those out absolutely jason let's get after this two minute drill you ready i'm ready all right any significance to your jersey number no none at all uh it was just one of the biggest two available 72 went to me and 75 went to west wilson so that's it right um could you diagram a play from your senior year offensive playbook? Right now, anything that was on that just plain nasty shirt, I can dial it up. If, if it required me to pull, like I said, she can destroy it, baby. I can dial it up. I love it. That just plain nasty shirt is the best. Uh, what makes fudge good? Uh, it's probably the consistency for me. Uh, if that sugar is not mixed in well or it's drainy, uh, not not cold enough, a uh, little bit of peanut butter in there. I'm a Rishi guy. Like I said, there's no wrong way to eat a Rishi, so you can kind of apply the same thing to fudge. Hey, what tradition was your favorite? Uh, that was tough, man. It was so many great traditions, but uh, claiming the field is definitely up there for me. Uh, zonks are up there for me. Uh, yeah, those are up there for me. Favorite sports movie? The program, hands down. Favorite college or professional team? I uh, got to go with the Buckeyes and I got to go with the Brownies. Biggest hit given or received? You could pick one of those two. I have some hits now. I have some crazy hits on my career. I could make a highlight <laughs> tape, but... One that sticks out to me the most was one in practice, actually, my freshman year. I hit Darnell Hill pretty pretty solid, man. I, I depleted him, sent his blue mouthpiece flying across the field. Uh, that was that was a pretty big hit. I was pretty proud about that one. And uh, the biggest one I received was probably uh, from one of the kids on Chanel, Evan Shaw, I think his name was. Uh, that defensive end, I was trying to kick him out on the play. We kind of hit hit head on. Neither one of us moved, but that the collision was so violent, and I think it concussed me. And uh, just to hear that he had that D1 scholarship to Florida, I could kind of see why. <laughs> oh, that is our two minutes. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for answering those quick fire. But uh, let's spend a little bit more time on that favorite tradition question so you had mentioned claiming the field and zonks and uh if uh if you could spend a couple couple extra moments on either one of those or both of them let's go yeah okay so claiming the field it was just something about taking our own mud our own dirt and just smearing it all over your turf like I don't know part of it you know your dad used to always talk about respecting your opponent and 
you know, and it was that was a pretty big thing. But like, I don't know. I used to try and find the most disrespectful place to like just put our mud. Just <laughs> I just didn't care. Like I, I would I would find it. I mean. I, I don't know if if the opposing team's clipboard was out, I'd like go like just smear it up. <laughs> it didn't matter, just so they knew we were coming, man. Who passed? Who passed the dirt out? Who was passing it out in the end zone? Because uh, you were the where are you I, gonna put it guy, right? No. 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 I would have put money on that. I didn't see that's that's the thing. Who was it? I you know what I can't even think, but I don't I don't think it was me, man. I I would have definitely put money on that too, man. And I mean, just doing the whole breakdown, like oh man, I I wanted that. I wanted that. Just you know, we got the preppers today, Hawks. Who? Like what? Like that? <laughs> that stuff used to give me goosebumps, you know, before we even started. You know, still does. So, still it, does. It still does, man. It still does. Like, uh, I, it was just so many great traditions, man. And uh, claim, claiming the field was one. I one of the reasons I hated Perry, um, and that and why Perry was so off was because we were taking water out there and it just wasn't the same we were scrambling trying to find uh sneakers to wear on the turf we just weren't uniform like i said arun blew his acl that game like and i just felt a lot of that was from us like not claiming the field and doing what we traditionally did like it just felt off from the jump so uh yeah like claiming the field is important man it was, it was important did you have a specific sequence or was it just finding the best way to just jam it uh, into the opposing team? Yeah, I was kind of like that crazy person. I, I would ingest it sometimes if I was so inclined or the spirit hit me. And like I said, I just I would just find the most disrespectful spot, whether it was the head coach's car. You know, I, I, I save like a little bit for everywhere I could just put it. Like I, I put it in so many places. It was never just one place. Just if it was a disrespectful spot, like I found it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I and, found it. And so how about Zonks now? What was it about that uh, tradition of uh, those helmet decals going on the back after after wins? It was just so sweet, man. Like, just, you know, even seeing, like, the Buckeyes, you know, and their helmets and how they had the Buckeyes on the back of theirs and for us to get our zonks and for that helmet to change from being plain gray to getting the wings and then getting the zonks. And the better the team does, the more full the helmet gets. I mean, at the end of the year, you, I mean, you could basically look at your team's success just by staring at the helmet, you know, it's true. it was a telltale, it was a telltale sign on if you guys were taking care of business. And the thing that I liked about them is that we only got them if we won. So it's like, you got to take care of business first, you know, and then, then we can, you know, get a little bit of that perfume on our helmets. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's just one of those things that I enjoy getting them. I enjoy putting them on there. Um, going back to that that moment of you know when I was not voted as a team captain, I just really put it in my mind that I was gonna find a way to impact our team in any way possible. So I went out for every special team after that. Like I was on every special team and you know, being a lineman and being on kickoff. Like, you wouldn't think, like, I'm going to be on kickoff, but I was on kickoff. I was starting that thing off, and I was the wedge breaker. I was the number four. I was the wedge oh, breaker. Dude, wedges must have been absolutely just matadoring you. Oh, it was – and they tried, but it was almost like they couldn't avoid it because that was their thing. They had to get together in the middle, set up like they were the bowling pins, and here comes the bowling ball. I was the bowling ball, man, and – I just used to try and just heave myself across two or three people and really just take that thing out, man. And it was a way for me 
to kind of get the jitters out and to also just send a message to the other team. Like this is the <laughs> yeah. type of day that you guys are going to look forward to, you know, I really did. I, I wanted whoever I hit to go back and tell somebody on that sideline, like what they were getting ready to, you know, come up against. So it, it was just the thing in my mind that it just helped me set the tone, man. And I did, I had some, I had some highlight hits on that thing too, man. Like, Coach, coach ran that film back a couple times in slow mo and had that red dot. That red dot, it can be good or bad to you. So, oh, that laser you know. pointer goes up on the screen and finds your uh, finds your body on the uh, screen, and it's like, oh man, I hope it's gonna be a positive. That's it. That's it. So, you know, I was on the winning end of a lot of those uh, kickoff battles. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't want that 230 coming down the field that fast at me, and uh, I'm not ready for it. No, they didn't want any parts of that. They didn't want any parts of that. So that was that was fun. And you know what else? You know what else was great about Zonks, Jason, is it was the uh, culmination of the walkthrough practice, and so you finish on mm. the, you finish on the field. And you do a play of the week or something like that. And then you take it to the field house and the field house was mm-hmm. so, so special, you know? And so you're in there. And, uh, one of the first things you do is that, uh, criteria sheet comes out and those zonks start getting passed out and you stand up. If you're a part of that 10 play drive or a part of whatever special team might've earned it for that week. And, you know, it's always a group of 11 or a couple, a couple more standing up and getting them and sitting back down. And it's, it's a good week when you're up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And then you just start peeling them at the end and sticking them on. And it's good stuff, man. So that was kind of like my, um, my kind of life hack though, because, you know, to be on every team, that meant I got every zone, you know? So I, my helmet was looking crazy by the end of my senior year. I'm going to tell you, cause you know, I literally was, I was on every team man. I, I, I was on hands team. I made hands team. Like, I literally told coach, like, I have some of the best hands on the team. He put me out there. He had Jeff kicking balls at me. I didn't miss one. And he had that confidence on me. I had a couple onside kick recoveries uh, when they tried to onside us a couple of times. People would think I was up there to be a blocker or a shield or whatever, just a big body. But, no, coach, coach didn't believe in that. He was like, if they kick it at you, you need to be able to get the job done. Like, you can't just matador and get out of the way. Like, gotta get the ball so but he knew he you know he saw me play and you know he knew I could could handle myself as far as my hands and everything like that so you know you say I I used to have some of he's like he has some of the most softest hands I've ever seen he's always always say that and so you know being on hands team too from from the left guard spot that uh that was that was unique man so I was I was thankful for that that's awesome um jason what are you up to these days uh down in maryland uh still with the department of defense i have 12 years in there uh just transitioned down about a year ago from uh picatinny arsenal which is in new jersey uh down to fort Meade, down here in maryland uh work for army community service i'm a program support coordinator for them and, uh, you know, just serving those who serve us, man, I've, I've kind of found my niche, uh, you know, with with the Army and uh, just just doing great work with them, man. It's very fulfilling. Um, just very fulfilling, man. Uh, got into community recreation uh, down at Fort Monroe back in 2009. So I was able to, you know, get that uh fun recreation side and help build their morale and welfare and everything like that. And it's just kind of been, been a dream job. I got my foot in the door with aquatics, you know, with that, there's that background again. I was going to ask you how you sort of got into that. Post, post graduation, I got my foot in the door um, with an aquatics gig. I was a water safety instructor teaching swim lessons and lifeguarding and, you know, I just started looking into it and I made a couple moves and applied for a couple things and it just, it worked out from there, man. But once I had my foot in the door, that was the key. So just took it from there. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's sounds, it. Sounds like a pretty cool job there. It is, man. It's nice. Um, any, uh, any lasting impressions or any lasting uh, thoughts about your time uh, during 
uh, football and program. Bo- and, bo- and before, I'm so remiss. I'm sorry. As far as the update, what I'm doing, just got engaged. Oh, last see. Month. I was holding uh, on to that one. I was going to make that the last one out the door, but let's get to it go. now. Congrats. Big congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That is awesome um, news. I appreciate it. Uh, so she's, she's down here in this area with me. Uh, Dr. Tiffany Talaferro is going to be Roberts, uh, my favorite pharmacist. I call her my favorite drug dealer. And, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully she tunes in. I, she knows I'm long-winded. Uh, so hopefully she gets through the whole thing to hear her her shout out. But uh, you know, yeah, definitely uh, taking that step, man. So that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of excitement over the next calendar year here, getting prepped and yes, getting sir. ready for that. And is the yes, uh, ceremony going to be on the East Coast? It is. It's actually going to be in the Hampton area. We both went to Hampton University uh, awesome. down in Virginia. So. We're gonna do it down there. She's uh she's from that area. She's from Smithfield, Virginia, so uh not too far from Hampton there, about twenty, thirty minutes from Hampton. So yeah, we'll be doing it down there. I, uh, I wasn't gonna forget that. I was just saving it for the end, but uh I'm glad you're good. All it, good. It's I gonna just, you know, it's gonna sound really good when you're like, wait, wait, wait. I do not wanna forget this one. Hey, that's it. I have to dot these eyes and cross these T's, <laughs> brother. Not gonna end up in the doghouse on here. So now, we'll, so now we'll get back to a, a less important uh, conversation, and that is what I was asking about. Any lasting impressions about your time within the program? Things that have really stuck with you all these years later? Get better, get worse. I mean, what what better way or to 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 live? I mean, it's the ultimate self evaluation at the end of the day. Uh, probably, I probably drive my fiance crazy with it, honestly, because she probably thinks like I'm never satisfied, but it's not that. And I try and explain it to her. Like, you know, it's just a real evaluation. Like, did I get better today or did I not? Like, there's no gray area. There's no in between. It's like, if I did, I did. If I didn't, I didn't, you know? And I don't know. It's, uh, it's just one of those things where you can apply it to all areas of your life. Um, whether it be parenting, your finances, uh, relationships, I mean, get better, get worse. If you're working at it and you're putting in the work and you're getting better, you got better. There's no staying the same because guess what? Somebody across from you put in that work and they, they got better and you didn't, which means you got worse. So exactly. When coach, that's it. When coach broke that down to us, that just really stuck with me, man. Like that's that's the one. That's the one for me. Uh, definitely get better, get worse. But uh, I don't know. Coach dropped so many gems on us, man. Just expecting to win. I I just got done with the in-laws not too long ago, and we were playing spades, and I sat down expecting to win. <laughs> That's built in me. I expect to win. So. I, love that. I love that game, man. Spades is my game. That's it. That's it. And it can get heated. It can get heated. So, you know. You gotta, you gotta come with that expectation. Like, hey, we're we are not gonna be the ones getting up off of this table today because we expect to win. Who was your partner? Yeah. Oh, she was. My oh, fiance was. Good. So we took out. We we actually we came back last time we played. Then was Thanksgiving and we got worked and uh, <laughs> we uh, we came back and we we redeemed it this time. So uh, we went two and zero, uh, and yeah, we expected to win. So. You know, we're going to keep that going. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, man. I could, I could go all day, Dan. Like, I can go all day. The signs in the weight room about there will come a time where the fall actually, which you did all summer, like, all that stuff. Like, Jeff, he used to, I mean, just – being in there and seeing him work out was just something different. And, you know, I was kind of a social butterfly, you know, I'd be in there doing my thing and, you know, he would always tell me darker gray. He just walked by me and he'd say darker gray. Cause my gray shirt had not turned from the amount of sweat <laughs> he was expecting me to accumulate during that workout. So that sticks with me today when I post my workouts, you know, like I always write two tones 
because to me, I really have not started to put in that work until I've changed that whatever I have on to a different color, you know, and I got that from Jeff. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that stuck, that stuck with me for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. How about going through, uh, the experience of playing high school football and the shared experience with, with your brothers and whether that be your classmates, your position mates, just kind of the battles you go through the mental and the physical challenges, the highs and the lows. I'm just, I'm just so thankful for those guys, man, because we were a really close knit group. Like I said, I, I tried to spend time with all of those guys. I tried to get to their houses. I tried to spend time with their families. Uh, we worked out together. We went out together. We ate together. I think I, I was doing the impromptu visit over to Kyle Knox's house, and I ended up just hopping in the car, and we drove to Florida. We drove to Disney World. <laughs> like, it, it just it was just stuff, moments like that. Like, who does that? Like, you know, we're in high school. But, like, they were going on a trip, and they were like, you know, you want to come? Like, and I was just like, oh, let me call my parents and see what they say. Like, and I had to scramble and get some stuff together. But, you know, it was just moments like that. Um, going over to Carreras's, like I said, doing doing the jerky and, uh, you know, the spaghetti and uh, going out with a room and, you know, just – it, it it was just it was just good times, man. Uh, it was good times. Like I said, I've been throwing throwing with Wes since we were like six. Uh, getting reunited with him in seventh grade, and ultimately getting paired with him for every drill, every everything we did. Like it was just me and him. So um, super thankful to be paired with the youngest Wilson three kids at UVA, bro. Like making legendary. It, making it happen there. Make, making it happen. You know, I remember his plates when, when Wes, Wes, uh, accepted their, uh, three at UVA. That, that was coach's plate. So, you know, just to, uh, you know, get that tutelage and that coaching, not only from Larry senior, Larry junior, uh, Hillary, when she was there, she was there when we were coming up in eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, she was she was coaching us a little bit. Um, and then, like I said, just to be in the trenches every day with Wes from the time he showed up in seventh grade, uh, he made me better, man. He he made me so much better just having to deal with him every day. It was it was it was stressful for me, but <laughs> but it made me so much of a better player just having to deal with that man every day I mean it just it really did and he was a man amongst boys like I try and tell people all the time like it's the best dude I ever played against I'm trying to tell you guys like he was a gentle giant he's so kind so friendly and just he could like turn it on in the in the in the brink of a brink of an eye and uh you know, those those were some of the older guys and some of the, my peers as well. But then when you go younger than me, talk about Tim Austin. Like, it's Tim Austin. Like, he, he started as a sophomore, I believe, at center. And so he, he had three years under his belt starting by the end. His, his senior year, was he elected captain? Um, the captains his senior year were um, Tim, Andrew Gray, Sam McCreary, and Sean Nelson. Okay, so here so you go. He was one so, of those four. Good group. Yeah. So let me tell you about Andrew Gray, my left tackle that year. Okay? I didn't even know he made captains. So look, I, four out of the five guys on my line were captains. I was the only one that wasn't. You feel me? So that's that's what I was surrounded with, man. Like these guys were leaders, like in their own respect. And Andrew Guy was the tiniest one, and you just his work ethic was second to none. Because he, he was, was so quiet, he was so quiet and unassuming at times. But he will outwork you. He he'll put he the will work outwork in. Yeah. You. He will put the work in, and he just was so determined to fit in with us, man. He did not want to be the weak link. And 
he was nervous. I could tell, but <laughs> I, you know, I could, I, he just the amount of work that he put in, man, just to make a difference, man. And, you know, people would target him or try and go that, but, you know, I had a pride, I had a certain level of pride, like, Hey, we're going to be able to run this thing on his left side too. And I think it rubbed off on him. And, uh, I, I remember in fourth quarter, I think if you won a certain amount of the sprints, you could kind of like taper off. I think if you won like four of them or some, some days during the, uh, during two a days, um, either as a way to sort of save legs or it was like a really hot day or just to kind of mm-hmm. get a little extra motivation, they would call out forties for points. And so yeah. if you, yeah, if you accumulated enough, uh, points which is just for top three finishes then you could sometimes you could stop. finish earlier than 10 of them exactly and i remember i got to that point where i where i won a, a certain fare from my position group and i could have stopped running but i lined up next to andrew for every last one of them i could have stopped but i didn't you know and that's that was that iron sharpening iron like it's like no we're gonna run these things we're gonna run them hard because these are gonna come in handy when we're leaning on people in the fourth quarter and they can't take it. So, you know, I, we just had a different mindset that year, man. And, uh, Mike George, come on, like another one, like, even though he was a tight end, he was more so another lineman with us, man. He was strong. He was extremely smart. 4.0. I think he went on to Washington, St. Louis. Um, I mean, just a beast, man. Just a beast. Another beast. And uh, he he was a big part of our success and our chemistry. Uh, I played all three sports with him as far as uh, football, basketball, and track. He started at the four. I started at the three in basketball. So, you know, I was always around Mike. And uh, actually, in discus, our senior year, he had worked his way to the point where I think he went on to throw uh, at districts and regionals over me. Him and Wes were one, too. Oh, wow. So, like, there was always this internal battle. Like, no matter where we were at, what we were doing, it was just competition. And, you know, we were always trying to outwork each other, man. And we were always on each other's heels, you know. So, that was he, – he was, he was that guy, man. He was that guy. So, you know, he was a big part of our success. Um, like I said, very cerebral, um, when we would line up and run jumbo jam, 44 belly wedge, like I would come over from the left side and be on the right side of West. So it'd be a room West, me, then Mike. And it's just like, good luck. Good luck. Like, what do you do with that? That's a good, that's a good unbalanced line setup right there. That's a good unbalanced line setup. So um, just being surrounded by those guys, man, um, it it was nothing like it. And we were were close, and we knew that the team's success was going to be a lot on us. It was going to be on our shoulders, man. We we definitely felt that, you know, in terms of football, it's uh, it's one in the trenches, man. And uh, like I said, that – junior year of mine it just we wish we could have forgot it we knew we wanted to be much better than what we put out and uh I'm just glad we were able to come together and and get on the same page and collectively drop the weight I mean a room was looking good I was looking good Wes was looking good we all dropped at least 45 pounds a piece like um and it was just like that I mean a room he was getting you know, he he would easily get in shape from wrestling, just trying to make weight and, and do that stuff. Uh, junior year, once I played uh, varsity basketball, that was the first time I made varsity and running up and down like that. That dropped the weight off me quick. Uh, knee was starting to get a little bit better, so was getting some of that mobility back. And Wes, he didn't play a winter sport, but you can just tell he was in that room, you know, and he was doing what he had to do on his own to – to come back with a vengeance and we did we all came back with that chip on our shoulder and uh we wanted to establish ourselves and and who we were um preseason everybody picked Kirtland as a favorite we we noted it we said all right we'll see so 
Yeah, those are my brothers, though, man. Love those guys. Uh, I feel you, man. I got uh, I got friends from uh, my senior class that uh, talk to weekly, and just uh, some tight bonds were forged in those uh, summer two a days. Uh, that 10 week schedule or maybe more depending on the season and, uh, all the time that, uh, that just spend together, um, Yeah, go to battle with them. That's it, man. So no, who, who, who do you trust to have in that foxhole with you, man? I trust those guys. I'll tell you that. I trust those guys for sure. Very well put. Jason, anything else before we, uh, before we wrap up, anything else you want to mention? just think about some of the kids that we lost sometimes too man like I don't know at one point Hawking had like a lot of talent like and I felt like we lost a lot of talent for whatever reason I remember our freshman year we had uh Curtis Thompson I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name vaguely but, uh, vaguely but my senior year he won the CVC like the 100 the 200 uh four by one like everything like anything sprint related like this kid was a burner and i mean i just remember losing him um not really sure why we lost him but uh like i said jeff milsom before um that that one hurt so i i remember basketball wise uh we had the chones triplets that's right (laughs) Logan White. Logan White, I sure. Mean, he ended, ended up going to U.S. Uh, Nolan Edwards was my my year. He ended up being the starting point guard for St. Ed's and then going to uh, Bedford his senior year, starting at Bedford. So, uh, Mervyn Jones, oh, my gosh. Uh, Stephen T- Jones' son was 6'4", 6'5", 290. Uh, Anthony Fazio. Ended up going to Chagrin Falls. We had, I mean, like, these guys, like, I used to beat up on these guys, and I was expecting them to come up and be a part of something special because I used to give it to them. They used to get so frustrated, you know, and it got to a point where it became harder to push them around a little bit, you know, so they were, they were, they were impactful where they went, you know, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I know we could have had some, some more, some more talent up there but like it was it's hard to keep everybody man but uh yeah just going down memory lane it's, it's it was a ride man it was a ride we we had some ballers man we had some ballers oh uh, jason this has been so much fun uh i learned that your cousin was justin goggins didn't know that until today uh yes sir justin is a long line of uh, Hawking football players who are like that slot back cornerback uh, mix where you know the other team was underestimating and they just they'll stick it to them. They're they're tough, tough as nails, uh, athletic and just uh, their loss for being surprised and not taking uh, taking a respectful look at uh, Justin and the rest of the uh, guys who are maybe a little bit undersized when they first walked out, but didn't know he was your cousin. That's awesome. Um, Absolutely, Jason, you're, you know, from listening, uh, to this, uh, recording, I mean, I got, I got fired up a couple times just hearing you talk about your experiences playing uh, as an offensive lineman, uh, on special teams on coverage and stuff. So, uh, just the passion in your voice, you're a, I mean, you're a hard worker, your tough physical mentality. You're a great teammate. You know, you're, you're quick to give praise to your teammates and talk about how, um, how they pushed you, but, uh, it was a two way street. You pushed them. So all those compliments for, for Wes, Wes was all of those things. You pushed Wes to get better as well. And, uh, likewise with your other O-line D line teammates, um, Class of 2001, offensive and defensive lineman, number 72 in the program. Congrats and all of the best on the uh, engagement and everything leading up to uh, to that special day next uh, summer. Jason, this has been a great trip down to the river, and uh, I really appreciate you making some time for uh, for me today. 
Man, thanks for having me, man. Please give Coach my best, man. Give your family my best. Say what's up to Jeff for me. I know he's doing the family thing as well. And, uh, yeah, man, this is this has been wonderful, man. It's been therapeutic almost. Uh, like I said, just to sit in a chair for a little bit and get it all off. Because, like I said, I haven't – I haven't thought about that last game for 21 years, and it's been hard to even even think about it because it meant so much to us. So, uh, no, definitely got a chance to see Coach uh, for his retirement. So that was that was good coming back in 2017 for that. And uh, yeah, I, I'll just never forget Hawking football, man. It's it's helped shape who I am for sure. Great to hear that and uh, your impact uh, as as a player, as an offense and defensive lineman uh, for those that were able to watch you. Um, you're, a, you're a name that they mentioned because uh, you had a nice little uh, career. So Jason, all the best. You take care, man. This has been a blast. Thanks, man. Thanks for spending time with us today. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and spread the word. And until the next episode, like my dad always says, good night, Irene.